Hello, this is Penn Gillette. If I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. The Libra Cube. That is a podcast we haven't heard yet. Might be good, might be terrible. The Libro Cube Podcast with host Jordan Maywood. All right, here we go. This comes to us from our good friend Jordan Maywood. You call hamburger steamed ham. Yes. Hello, welcome to the Librocube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the lackadaisical hippocubicalist. This show, such as it is, is one in which I discuss all the media I have consumed. For the reason that, if I don't, it will sit in the dusty attic of my mind, and slowly, or in the case of COVID brain, not so slowly, Drive me mad. Durr. Uh, I think that is really all I need to say at the top, other than the fact that I'm looking forward to uh, episode 600. What are we at here? 573. Um, because then I won't have to do show notes. I won't have to do all the other rigmarole that I do for some reason that really doesn't do anything. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun times, uh, and, and the closer I get, the more excited I am of it. So, you know, I don't, uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, oh, shit. Forgot to get my timer. Ah, see? See, won't need a, uh, a timer in a post-episode, uh, six, not timer, uh, sound cues. I did a new, um... I did it last weekend. I made a new uh, show opening and show closing that are about uh, five to, I think they're under 10 seconds each. So, you know, you get that to looking forward to. Uh, there's not going to be any of the sounds like you're going to be here. It's going to be a real stripped down, down and dirty, say whatever I want because I know no one's listening sort of experience and I'm getting pretty excited for it. Uh, but in the meantime, let me push this button that will indicate a segment which we won't have in the post-600 world. Ooh. Movie monologue. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Psychopathic Robotics for Dummies. Thank you for that sponsorship. Movie the first, Class of 1999. Oh, uh, from the year 1990, which is always interesting to see what, like, a, like a, a, an 80s or a 90s movie thought, like, the year 2000 was going to be like. Uh, it, it was always this sort of uh, uh, trope, I guess you could even say, from back in the day that uh, uh, people's thoughts and feelings of uh, what the, the 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 mystical year 2000 would be like uh, and and uh, how different they thought it would be although you know it wasn't that different <laughs> uh but but this takes us a, a step further and let me read the imida which might uh, shed some light three ex-military robots okay well you had me at three ex-military robots uh, are reprogrammed as teachers and secretly placed in a school where most students are part of organized gangs. Futuristic-like gangs? Mm, sort of. 
Uh, they begin to respond violently to unruly students and their military training starts to take over. Oh, me, oh, my. We got Stacy Keach in here, the Stacinator, uh, with like weird contact lenses and, and dyed, uh, <laughs> dyed white hair. And I think he had a rat tail. Yeah, Stacy Keach in this movie, of the crazy appearances of Stacy Keach and things, this has got to be first and foremost. You got Pam Greer, Foxy Brown herself, uh, John P. Ryan, and Patrick Kilpatrick. Patrick Kil was that the last? I'm just opening up his. Uh, yeah, I think that was him. He was the like gym teacher. Anyways, uh, this movie will also fall into the category of, oh shoot, was that, I, I think it was like list of crazy movies, um, from the nineties, or maybe it was, uh, falls into the category of the ones in which I heard people on a podcast talking about one of those two categories. Uh, it, it, it is crazy. Uh, uh, it, it is bad. It is so bad. It is good which I appreciate on that note, the missus and I realized last night that, uh, neither of us had seen the movie white chicks. So, uh, look forward to that. There you go. A little tease for a future episode at some point, assuming, uh, uh we can find it and watch it because, uh, I don't know if the, the circulation of the movie white chicks is uh, large, Anyways, uh, uh, so this 1990 view of the year 1999, you know what? I think I graduated in 1999, which is funny. I either graduated in 99 or 2000. I can't actually remember. Uh, one or the other for sure, though. So to see what people in 1990, of which I suppose I was one, um, uh, was certainly interesting. Uh, Rating-wise, it's just sort of over-the-top ridiculous violence. Robots, mm, gangs, jeez, I think I gotta go four. Yeah, solid four out of five. Uh, I, I recommend, if this sort of thing, this sort of description sounds like it would appeal to your sensibilities, it probably would. There you go. Moving on to Local Hero from 1983. Now, this is another sort of odd one that I can't quite remember uh, on what sort of list I found this. But uh, I don't think it was, it was something I sought out, and I can't actually remember why. Hmm. An American oil company has plans for a new refinery and sends someone to Scotland to buy up an entire village, but things don't go as expected. Uh, starring Peter Rygert, who you might uh, 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 recognize, uh, we've also got Peter Capaldi, Dueling Peters. Interesting. Very, very young, uh, both actors, because, well, came out in 1983. Um, I think maybe the reason I sought this out is because I had a feeling it would be a good, um, like a Sunday movie vibe. And, uh, yeah, I can verify that's, uh, the, that's accurate. Um, rating wise, I think I got to go three, which, uh, if you're unfamiliar with my rating scale is for, uh, enjoyed while watching, but probably wouldn't watch again. Uh, and that's, uh, that, that's very accurate. Uh, it, it, you, you kind of know where it's going and maybe it's a sort of a, a modern viewer, which, uh, we all are by definition is, uh, uh, watching this is it's slow, 
oh geez it's almost two hours long too which for 83 i feel like is extra long because the pacing is uh is 1983's pacing of movies this is comedy drama not too much of either really to be honest it's just sort of a a steady movie that happens in front of your eyes Mm, local hero a man now from uh, uh, 2021 somehow an even newer uh, and sorry an actual new film uh, 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 what is this a bad trip from 2021 the mix of scripted bunny comedy road movie and a real hidden camera prank show follows the outrageous misadventures of two buds stuck in a rut who embark on a cross-country road trip to new york city the storyline sets up shockingly sets up shocking real planks shockingly real pranks i suppose both words would work there but they went with shocking uh yeah this uh stars uh, eric andre uh, who is uh, i believe the creator uh, producer director writer whatever uh yeah he is a writer although uh obviously uh, not writing necessarily uh, uh, for the prank parts uh it was pretty seamless uh, uh I, I like they did uh, over the closing credits they showed uh this was very smart on their end uh they showed the sort of uh reveal that uh, you know you're being filmed to these people because some of the, jesus some of the pranks they did to these people were fucked up man uh yeah this is not uh, who's on candid camera this is uh this is some serious fucked up uh potentially scarred for life things <laughs> that they did to some of these people it was freaking crazy uh rating wise you know what i i, I think this falls into the category of i got all sorts of weird categories heard people talking about on a podcast uh, multiple podcast multiple people that's not unusual speaking of highly in terms of it being dumb fun and laughing incredibly uh, you know heartily crying laughing I, I believe was uttered more than once so i went into a, this movie with a somewhat high expectations for some you know dumb fun now there is dumb fun but uh, i never really found myself uh, 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 rolling in the aisles both because i don't have aisles to roll in and also because uh, nothing really struck me as super super funny uh, uh, i definitely laughed there's definitely funny parts but maybe my expectations of, uh, of hilarity were not quite met because they were too high. So, you know, could be on me. That way, uh, all that being said, rating-wise, I, I think similar. Uh, going to go with three in that uh, definitely had enjoyment while watching, but uh, the desire to watch this again, I think, is basically non-existent. Oh, bad trip. Bad trip. It was a fun trip. A uh, lot of, uh, 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 reminded me of planes, trains, automobiles, uh, a lot of that sort of vibe and, and the, the quote unquote story, <laughs> no offense, uh, was, was so, uh, sort of formulaic that, uh, I should probably give it less. Oh, but I won't because I'm nice. Moving on to... Today's Game Gavin sponsor is Exotic Materials. Thank you for that sponsorship. 
Okay, I have a, a a new game. Well, I guess it's not new. It came out in 2017. Uh, new to me that I just purchased because it was a part of a bundle because there's some sort of Steam sale. Oh, yeah, what's it called? From my perspective, there's a Steam sale. From my time, Golden Week. Celebrating games from Japan. Hmm. Interesting. Of which this is one, apparently. Uh, it is called The Longest Journey. Uh, it is very, very reminiscent of a game called uh, FTL, which just stands for Faster Than Light, uh, which I have spoken of, I think, definitely once on this podcast, maybe twice, because it's one of those uh, 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 rare games. Oh, let me throw out a game category. Games that I enjoy to the degree that I leave installed uh, and then just periodically play every once in a while. That that would be uh, FTL. Um, this did not quite make that cut. However, I did uh, definitely have enjoyment while playing. Uh, so basically, you are a, a team of four with an all-female team uh, uh, who are doing a sort of maiden voyage of this spaceship, a, a sort of experimental drive, I suppose you would say. Is it a warp drive? Sure, why not? Uh, shit goes awry, and you suddenly find yourself basically on the other end of the universe. Or thereabouts. Uh, and, and then the game uh, is trying to get your way home. Um, you have to worry about things like uh, your, your fuel while in uh, the sort of respective uh, solar systems. Then you have a, a different fuel that is used to jump between different solar systems as you sort of make your way in the general direction of home. Um, you have to worry about uh, uh, air and... Uh, I guess it's more covered in fuel. Uh, you have to worry about uh, uh, damage taken to both your ship that you're using to fly around space as, as well as your lander. Uh, uh, damage to those. So you, you need to get resources from planets to keep those, you know, from uh, being destroyed because you don't want that to happen. Uh, you also have to worry about the crew. Uh, I did lose one crew member along the way. Um, sh like, uh, there were... There were cures for a lot of uh, the things that you could get. Uh, like uh, I had, you know, fatigue, headaches, uh, tremors. I had some things like that uh, when I put the crew under uh, undue stress trying to get uh, various materials to keep my uh, jumping towards home. However, one of the crew members got um, basically, it said metastasis. Metastasis? Metastasis. Basically, I think she got cancer. Uh, probably because I was periodically, I would run out of, uh, uh, the fuel needed to jump between solar systems. And one way you can get it is to fly really close to the sun and sort of absorb that ray, uh, those rays, but then you'd also get the radiation. So I think that's probably what did her in. And I never was able to find a cure and she just got worse and worse and worse. <laughs> I will admit this is, the game got a little dark at one point. Um, there was a point where one of the alien sort of civilizations I came across, uh, most of the alien civilizations I came across were nice. And, uh, you know, we would we'd do some training, maybe I'd do a mission for them, and then, you know, we would like one another as I worked through their space. One of the alien civilizations was just a fucking dick. <laughs> uh, so, like, uh, eventually got to the point where, like, I was insulting them and... I wouldn't do missions for them, and I just wanted to get out of their space. But uh, they had this like big ship approach us and uh, basically hand over a a collar, like a slave collar. 
yeah, this is getting dark as I am warning. Um, and said, uh, give us one of your crew or we'll destroy your ship. So I thought, man, my resources are low. If we fight, we're probably all going to die. I've got this one character who's like slowly dying of cancer. Uh, and was like, basically you have five, uh, I guess you would just say slots of, uh, uh, things that can go wrong to your character. And once those five things go wrong to your character, they die. And she was on four or three or four. I think she was on four. So she's probably going to die anyway. So I just put the collar on her and gave her to the aliens and then went on my merry way. Yeah. Got dark risk versus reward. You know, you, you want to get home. You got to make the tough calls. Um, it's funny because I, uh, uh, one last sort of interesting thing is I, I, I did do it. I, I did get home. Um, but I was one jump away from getting home. Um, when, uh, these aliens I'd never seen before sort of popped out of nowhere and just like fucking massacred my ship. Like uh, other ships I had come across had some weapons, but these ones just like within seconds they just decimated me so <laughs> at first i was like oh my god i can't believe i did this like hours of gameplay uh and, and made it this close and then died fortunately uh it saved right before um i was attacked so when i which i didn't know it had so i was like pissed at first <laughs> until i realized oh okay i could just start from here so uh the, the next time around when they attacked me i just ran and uh, then made it home yay uh so if you like faster than light, uh, I think you'll like this game. It's got a lot of similarities. Um, procedurally generated, I do believe. Rating wise, I think I go like a solid four, four plus. Yeah, uh, this style of game clearly I like. Um, maybe closer to three, just for the reason that if I was going to play a, a game like this in the future, I would probably just play faster than light. So maybe that's, uh, that lends itself more to a three than it does a four, but still, uh, I do recommend, uh, uh, the long journey home. Uh, I played it on a PC, but I see here it's for PS4, Xbox one, Nintendo switch as well. So, you know, pretty impressive. Uh, it's interesting. I saw the reviews were mixed uh, and a lot of people were saying that it was like super complicated, but I, I never really found that, which normally when I read that sort of thing, I'm, I'm right on board with the, oh, Jesus Christ this is complicated. Like if you're going to play like civilization or, or games like that, this is not as complicated. Uh, all right. Pushing, uh, final question mark button. Hmm, we'll see. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie bit me. Is this real life? Internet intercourse. I like turtles. Today's internet... Today's internet intercourse sponsor... See, just say it slowly. Is Sticky Toffee Internet. Thank you for that sponsorship. Item the first, WTF with guest Richard Kine. You haven't brought a WTF back in a while. That is, of course, Mark Marin's podcast, uh, one of the OG, uh, excuse me, podcasts. Um, uh, definitely reminiscent of, at least for me, the first podcast I ever listened to, the one that sort of slowly corrupted me to this world. Uh, it was uh, uh, Kevin Pollock's chat show. Uh, as I say of that, I came for the LeVar Burton and stayed for the Kevin Bollock. That is no longer a thing, unfortunately, because I did enjoy it. Um, 
this is similar in that if there is a guest, you know, it, it was better on Kevin Bollock's chat show, but it's similar in that if there is a guest on this show, WTF, that you have an interest in, you will inevitably walk away with a lot of interesting things known about them that you wouldn't have if you didn't listen. That's a sort of a very, uh, at least for me, a, a high compliment. Um, uh, uh, Mark Marin maybe delves less into some of the, uh, he, he's a little more focused than Kevin uh, Pollock in that uh, what he focuses on perhaps, but uh, still gets the job done. And Richard Kine, I kind of knew going in, uh, and, and let me just say on that note, uh, WTF, I don't listen to every single episode. I'm, I'm sort of more guest based, which is not unusual. Uh, a lot of the podcasts I listen to are uh, a guest based podcasts where I will listen if the guest is someone I have an interest in and, uh, Richard kind, uh, I, I knew would be good going in and after listening can verify, uh, he is just a, a, a good podcast guest, a uh, period full stop. Uh, uh, sort of, uh, this was interesting as well because, uh, sort of delved, delved into, uh, uh their, their sort of respective neuroses, <laughs> which, uh, which is always interesting. Uh, I think, uh, share some similarities with this sort of mind frame. Uh, uh, and it's nice to hear people, uh, uh, of this ilk sort of, uh, you know, shooting the shit and talking and, and, and exploring mind stuff. So uh, I would recommend this episode, uh, just for that reason alone, uh, on top of which, you know, uh, uh, two funny people sitting down and talking, Hey, nothing wrong with that. That's what podcasts are all about. Moving on to Mickey D's Morrowind bids. Oh yeah. Uh, so this is sort of a, a new thing, uh, sort of in line with some of the uh, other, uh, quarantine type content I have sought out. Uh, uh, this Mickey D is a, which I always think of McDonald's whenever I read that. Uh, cause sometimes I don't know if this is a Canadian Ontario specific thing. Sometimes we call uh, McDonald's Mickey D's. There you go. Uh, he plays, uh, uh Morrowind, which is a very old, <laughs> very old, uh, video game in the, uh, Oblivion, uh, Skyrim, Morrowind, shit, what was the first one? Thunder, not Thunder. Uh, yeah, anyways, uh, the graphics are, you know, at the time they were surely amazing, but, uh, uh, uh watching them now is just, ooh, wow. <laughs> uh, but it was just a, a massive, massive game back in the day. One that I was always interested in, but never got my hands on. I remember, um, uh, going to a friend's house and just watching him play, uh, for like hours and being fascinated by how large the world was and, uh, uh, just how seemingly you could go anywhere and do anything. It was probably not the first time I've experienced that, but, uh, to the degree that this game offered, uh, even back then is, is truly amazing. So this guy will sort of, uh, uh, do missions. He'll, he'll set himself, uh, little challenges to do in the game. Uh, and he'll just, uh, do them and, uh, you know, you get a half hour video and, and watch him sort of, uh, I don't want to say fumble along because he knows his shit, but there's also some fumbling involved with a game like this. Uh, so they're fun. They're relaxing, uh, funny quite often. And, uh, I, I recommend, uh, sort of in line with the, uh, the fallout lore videos that I've been watching just sort of, you know what I quite often have been doing with these and with the fallout ones is I'll wake up. 
And then, you know, you don't want to get out of bed right away. So uh, I'll spend a half hour watching one of these sort of relaxing videos to get in and uh, get the day started. And uh, I find it's uh, it's very nice. It's very uh, just sort of chill. Yo. Speaking of chill, I don't know if that's a segue. Sticky Toffing Pudding, the musical for Maddie Matheson on Just a Dash. Wow, that's a mouthful. Okay, so uh, uh, Just a Dash is a show, a internet show, an internet cooking show, you could say, uh, hosted by Maddie Matheson. Uh, Maddie Matheson, uh, I feel like seeing a lot of lately, maybe it has to do with a sort of YouTube algorithm in that uh, I watched a bunch of his videos and now I'm getting recommendations for a bunch of his videos, but I have sub subscribed. Uh, the Misses and I have watched probably i don't know about dozens but probably near dozens at this point and they're just a goddamn delight uh specific specifically just a dash because he's got a couple different i guess you would almost say shows different styles of shows um the older ones got a slightly more traditional uh cooking show vibe and they're good you know uh it's just i feel like once he started recording uh, uh these the, this specific show just a dash it's like he let loose it's like he just decided to do whatever the fuck he wants the way he wants how he wants where he wants well at home because it's you know during quarantine um and, and they're just incredible to the degree that uh, they are, I think, uh, exemplary, yeah, that might make sense, uh, of why I think the internet is quite often amazing. <laughs> they are good internet. Uh, this one in particular uh, sort of exemplifies that, uh, stick, Sticky Toffing Pudding the Musical. So what happened... Uh, seemingly was there was a, a, a power outage or a blown fuse or something to that effect where all the lights uh, with the exception of like a spotlight on set went out and then it's it, it sort of gave the vibe that was immediate uh, immediately noticeable by uh, Maddie Matheson and to anyone watching that it was as if uh, 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 someone was about to do a solo uh, a, a song during a musical where all the lights go off spotlight goes on them and they start to sing and that's just what he did um it's it sort of uh at least i think obviously started as a bit of a joke um but then over the course of the rest of the episode uh they would like purposely uh, uh shine the spotlight or he would um purposely be doing something and then just suddenly break into song uh, then they got like the crew involved uh and the oh shit i wish i could remember the uh uh producer i guess she would be the producer the director mm, i forget her name but the the sort of long-suffering producer uh, she had to like come on and clean something and then started singing like this sad song about having to you know stop whatever she's doing to clean up messes and it uh, then they were like forced like the, uh, the cameraman and the sound guys to like, uh, uh break into song as well. Their own individual, uh, totally, uh, made up on the spot, improvised songs, I might add. And it was just a, a goddamn delight of the, 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 the sort of combination of internet, uh, an accident causing this cool thing to happen and just, uh, gave me a great joy yeah filled me with joy yeah period full stop oh wait a second normally this would be 
where we would end the episode, but I see there's somebody left something here. Oh, that's weird. Oh, seems somebody left a cleanup conversation here. Brought to you by AstraZeneca. Thank you for the sponsorship. Oh, wait a second. That works out well. Uh, yeah, just wanted to talk uh, briefly. Uh, we did this basically when quarantine started, and uh, here and there we've done some uh, COVID check-ins and such, so I, I figured I would throw one in for the fact that on, uh, was it been two or three days? Two or three days ago, three, three or four, three, three days ago, some amount of days ago, uh, I got my first of two, uh, uh, COVID vaccines. So, you know, thought I would bring that up. It's sort of interesting from a, uh, historical perspective to any of those listening here in the year 3000. Oh, well, that's gotta be futuristic or the planet is dead. Probably. If I was a betting man, and I am, I would bet on Dead Planet over, um, you know, very cool, futuristic utopia. Oh, well, that's kind of sad. Uh, what's not kind of sad is, yeah, uh, AstraZeneca was uh, the one that uh, the missus and I both got. Uh, she got hers yesterday and hasn't gotten up yet today, so I'm a little uh, a little worried she's going to be uh, not feeling so great. Because the day, I, yeah, let, let me just give you the whole uh, shebang, I guess. Uh, so found out that uh, a pharmacy in town was doing the shots, uh, got on a list, um, got in there, said get in there five minutes early. There was one other person uh, before me, so I waited two minutes got in, got my shot, spoke, uh, spoke to the guy a bit. Uh, apparently they have to tell you a little bit because this is the one that has the, uh, uh well, it's, it's interesting actually how he phrased it. So in Canada, it's one in 200,000, uh, possibility of getting blood clots, uh, in sort of the world, it's a one in a million chance of getting, uh, uh, blood clots, which is sort of interesting. I, I guess it just has to do with the, the numbers involved. Who knows? So far, so good. No, uh, no clottage. Um, uh, so I uh, had to wait for 15 minutes, as you do. Uh, nothing to report there. Uh, got home, felt fine that whole rest of the day. Uh, a little, little sore in the arm, but uh, the only time it actually bothered me is if I had to raise my uh, arm above my head. Uh, which is funny because that's the only thing that's still bothering me a little bit. Uh, these, uh, three, I'm pretty sure three days later. Um, it, it, and even then it's not bad. However, the second day, uh, yeah, that was sore. Uh, other parts of body sore and just like, uh, super, super tired. Now uh, I have the theory that this was a Friday uh, sorry, this was, uh, uh, yeah, but that's what it was. It was a Friday and, uh, it was a Friday of a long weekend cause I took a vacation day and I had a shitty couple of weeks at work and it was just exhausted from work. So I don't know how much of my, uh, super, super tiredness was from that. And then I just needed a break because I was getting burnt out or from this day two of, uh, my first faction each. Who knows? We'll see when the missus gets up, <laughs> if she's feeling it. Maybe that'll give us a, a, a better idea. But, you know, I just wanted to sort of journal my uh, uh, my experience, such as it is, because 
you know, interesting. I suppose, I suppose, folks, we did it. Whatever it is, it has been done. Uh, I'm probably, oh yeah, uh, just to give you a little behind the scenes, uh, going to be watching the, uh, we'll give an honorable mention, this could have gone into the internet intercourse, going to watch some uh, Doughboy's 25-hour marathon right now, and uh, uh, just downloaded Titanfall 2, so that's probably what the rest of my day is going to be, uh, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, also tomorrow, uh, have a uh, first... Uh, a session of a new campaign that I just joined, so I'm excited about that. And uh, all in all, things are looking up. Millhouse, what? It's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things, and I do not mean buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day. You ain't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come and be. Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come. Live long and prosper.